Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Namaste, yogis. So excited to have you back here at the Yoga Revealed podcast for season four. That means we're going to be giving you even more value with this incredible episode that I have today with Shana Hiller, who's going to be bringing out some of the tools and tactics needed to be able to bring your yoga business to the next level. So many of my friends have been, and I myself have been, a broke yogi. And so when I had the opportunity to interview Shana, who's been a longtime friend of mine, I really did my best to ask her the questions to really reveal how she got from being also a broke yogi to now being the prolific, abundant yogi that she is with many businesses and with an incorporation of really taking forth that deep sense of worth, that self-worth, and really transmitting that into yoga business and creating more value, not only for herself, but for many others. So with this podcast episode, you'll also get an extra freebie at the end. So make sure that you tune in till the end and also check out the show notes, check out the description because we have a special link for yoga revealers to get a great offering from Shayna and her Thrive program that she has. So jump right into this incredible episode with Shayna Hiller and much love, enjoy. Blessings Yoga Revealed family. So excited to have the one and only Shayna Hiller here on the phone today, on the Zoom today, in our whole entire network being connected from all around the world right here on the Yoga Revealed podcast. Shayna, how are you feeling today? I am so pumped. I just got back from a hike. So like, I'm just so like in the zone, excited to dive in. Ooh, that's good. The blood is pumping. You just got yes. back from your evening hike. And I'm just excited because I have the opportunity to interview you. And most importantly, it's been such a beautiful just friendship that we've had for, I would say, at least at least like four or five years now that we've known each other since yep. 
you know, Venice times when you were teaching like nonstop over at yoga collective. And then from there over to like Tantris, you were there for a little bit as well. And, you know, I've known you for such a long time and being able to see you grow into the incredible entrepreneur that you are, the incredible teacher that you are, and just the heartfelt, beautiful human being that you are. And it's a blessing to have you on the podcast today to really tap into more of what it means to really in incorporate the yogic lifestyle while at the same time being able to run a sustainable business because I feel so many yogis out there they they just you know they're learning how to do two things at once and um, it's so great to be able to have the tools and the tactics to be able to take it to that next level and you're one of those people who has done that so I'm stoked to have you on today. Thank you Andrew I am so grateful to be here. Yes, indeed. Um, So I want to start with a a little bit about your background, um, where you're from, how you grew up, and what brought you to the practice of yoga? Great question. Um, Well, I'll do my little nutshell version, but I grew up in New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl. And uh, probably if you say the farthest thing away from ever thinking I would be into anything having to do with yoga. In fact, even growing up, um, I guess the closest I got to any type of physical activity or, well, spiritual, um, that wasn't even on the table, but physical activity was like cheerleading. Like I was not into it. So um, a lot changed. I went to college and uh, when I was in college, I never really wanted to go to college. I always had like, what should I say, different desires than the desires that my family had for me and that society had for me. Yet those desires weren't very clear. All I have to say is that I never felt 100% about like going along with the way things were, but I did. And I went to college in Rhode Island. And while I was there, I was um, incredibly stressed. I didn't want to be doing it. I wanted to be a hairdresser. I worked in the hair industry for a really long time. I just wanted to do hair and like chill in New Jersey. And like literally my parents like wouldn't let me. They're like, you got to go to college first, then you can make a choice. I'm like, all right. (laughs) So I was just stressing out. I I studied abroad my senior year of college. I just wanted to get away. And I had never traveled in my life. I was 19 years old at the time. And I went for a semester abroad in Australia and something happened. I don't know what it was, but uh, actually I do know what it was. That's, I, I got into fitness while I was in college. That was the breaking point from my journey of being a fast food, loving, like, I don't know how to explain it. Jersey girl to the hills. Love it. Love and light to all Jersey girls. It's still in me. However, things started evolving once I was in college. I got into like going to the gym and working out. And um, as that started happening, um, I guess... Well, that's another, maybe that will come in a future question. But what I'll say to wrap that up is went to college, studied abroad in Australia. Um, I was going to take a kickboxing class. At this point in my journey, I was really into like high intensity uh, physical activities. And I accidentally walked into a yoga class. I couldn't leave. I was already in. And in my mind, I said, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be like boring. This is going to (laughs) be slow. I meant to go to kickboxing. And Oh my gosh. It was a vinyasa yoga class. I left there, as you know, drenched, wrung out like a sponge. (laughs) And I'm like, but, but I wasn't, I wasn't frazzled like I normally 
felt when I left these like high intensity, like cardio, whatever, aerobic classes. I'm like, what was that? And from that day on, I just began to explore and not only yoga, but it naturally led me to eating clean. It led me to exploring and really appreciating nature. So when I came back to Jersey, (laughs) everyone was like, "Uh, who are you? So that's when I decided to do my first yoga teacher training. Wow. Wow. And so basically you felt like this connection to yoga early on. It didn't have you frazzled. What was your first inclination to continue forward and actually dive into a yoga teacher training? You know, it's, I think that I'm that type of person that when I really enjoy something, I want to learn more about it. It's as simple as that. So when I came back to Rhode Island, where's where I was studying at the time, I was like, well, I wonder if this yoga thing uh, exists here because I had only done it in Australia. So I, you know, I kind of put it into that category. It just happens over there. And I found a yoga studio down the street in Rhode Island and I started taking classes and my teacher was like magical too. I think it always has to do with like the energy because it wasn't just yoga. Yes, it was something about the postures, the way they made me feel. Mm. And it was also like this teacher who was living yoga. Truly, she was hilarious. She was very deeply well studied in Ashtanga. And we used to practice in these, her basement of her house with space heaters. This is before like a heating system existed this is in the hot OG yoga. hot yoga. OG. Like we had a fireplace, the fire was on, and we all had space heaters, and people would come like 25 minutes early so that they could get closer to the space heater. And like <sighs> that's the jam. And so I asked her, I said, I got curious. And I said, like, where did you learn this? Like, how did you learn? How to, I don't even know if I consciously thought, like, oh, I want to become a yoga teacher. I was just like, mm-hmm. what how do I how do I learn more? And she said, if you have the time and the money, go to Costa Rica for three weeks, study with Don and Abba Stapleton, blah, blah, blah. That night I signed up for my training. It was just a, it was just a transmission. Mm -hmm. Next step, next best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, And so you came to Costa Rica, you did your yoga teacher training and how did you first start teaching yoga as a means to actually, you know, making it a living, you know, because I feel like a lot of people, they go from this, like, oh, like I really love yoga and it's going to be fun and I'm going to be able to teach people and maybe I'll make some money, but you know, I'm still going to keep my day job. Like what actually helped you transition into creating it as a sustainable career? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. Well, so if I, if I did my yoga teacher training when I was 20 years old, the answer to that question happened, (laughs) Many years later. So what you just said is actually partially the answer to the question. When I graduated from my yoga teacher training, the last thing on my mind was business or money. I just wanted to teach. I was like desperate to teach yoga and be able to transmit some of that wisdom and magic that I received in my training. And it was lovely for a period of time because I got to exercise and um, continue to dip my toes and get the experience and that natural high that we can get from teaching. And eventually it came to this point where I was like, okay, what do I do now? And I couldn't afford a lot of the things because even though I was actually teaching, I did start teaching yoga right after my teacher training. But you know, my yoga teacher training, and I'm sure many people who embark on a a YTT, it's not just um, 
here to teach us how to teach yoga. It's also a practice of like clearing ourselves. So I was still going through a lot of my own healing and that stuff takes time. So I had to really like get my, my body and my health in order. So even though my mind really wanted me to like start going right away, um, the universe had other plans in store for me. So I really had to slow down and get present. So I think it was a lot of the people I surrounded myself with. I was in the raw food world back in the day. And a lot of those people who like the OG raw food is from New York city. We had like a clan. A lot of Mm -hmm. them have branched off and they're now like, they've got really successful podcasts. They're working with like really awesome, like functional medicine doctors. They're like out there influencing the universe. Um, Not so much with raw food as much anymore, but with just wellness in general. And not only do they know a lot, but there was this confidence and this knowledge of how to actually make it a business. So I've taken various courses in coaching. I became a certified health coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which kind of felt Mm -hmm. like a natural next step because yoga brought me into nutrition, like naturally. I was like creating different foods. Things were feeling different. How can I learn more about this? And then in IIN, we learned about how to become a health coach, Mm -hmm. how to get clients, how to grow your coaching business, how to stand out among the rest. But it still wasn't like enough enough. So then I embarked in B-School with Marie Forleo. And then- Oh, you did B-School too. I did B-School. I just kept on, you know, when are we done learning? And and I didn't do it fast, you know, because I also see there's a lot of like, you know, training junkies out there, so to speak. But we all have different styles. But I, I knew that there was more. And so now it's like a blend, you know, of all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's what really brought me to it was learning, learning about how to, first of all, I had to choose, do I want to mm-hmm. make this into a business? Because the first thing for me was like, I want to shave my head and move to a monastery. Like not <laughs> really, that, that was what you really had a oh, desire yeah. to do. I was like, I had a, when I was living in Costa Rica after my teacher training, I stayed in Costa Rica. There are snippets of the story I'm taking out otherwise it'll take a year for this podcast, but lived in Costa Rica. My neighbor was um, an old like ex-Buddhist nun. And so she would tell me all these stories about her time in Japan at the monastery. And this is when I was very deep in my practice. You know, I was really like kind of against anything worldly. I was celibate for 10 years. I was fasting every single day. Like I was really in this vibe of like, I just want to like be pure. But that intensity, and I'm going to use that word, wasn't allowing me to be grounded in the material world. I had so many judgments about it. So during that time, I was absolutely contemplating, do I want to get off the grid and just devote my life to the practice, the practice? (laughs) Deep down, I knew that that was yet another form of escape or it would be another form of escape. So as tempting as it was, because I could be alone, I could have my little routine, I could eat the food I want, I could meditate all day. I just intuitively knew that that wasn't my dharma, at least right now. So I moved to Los Angeles because I knew there was a lot of yoga, uh, healthy food, all that. <laughs> From Mo at least at the to time Los there Angeles. Was. Exactly, exactly. That's Shana for you. I'm a Libra, so it's kind of like, it could be this or that. Which one's it going to be? This one. This one. (laughs) 
But I tried to make it into my monastery, so I never lost my practice. And when you ask, how did you, you know, figure out how to make it a sustainable business for yourself? There's many answers to that question, but I'd say that my top three answers are one, I started to embrace money as something sacred. I had a mm. lot of, lot of um, no one's fault, but different types of uh, limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs based on everything, society, upbringing, everything, and my own interpretations and mm-hmm. what I took to be the truth that I needed to kind of work on excavating. So that would be number one is I healed that relationship. Number two is I made a choice. So as much as it's easy for me to kind of be like, oh yeah, like I'll just go with the flow. You know, as human beings, we have this capacity to direct our conscious mind toward a desire. And that's like a beautiful gift that we have as human beings. And it's not about being attached to it or having a particular expectation about it, but yes, you know, I'm healing my relationship with money. I have a desire to serve in a bigger way. I couldn't, I couldn't serve in a huge way when I was keeping myself small in my little hut in the jungle. This is before social media existed. So, (laughs) you know, it just, it was my own limits that I really needed to get past and decide, do I want to do this? Do I want to step into this role of like growing, 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 serving, 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 or do I want to stay in my little cocoon? And I chose a lot, the, the former. And so you're saying that, you know, having a deeper relationship with money, like actually like being able to, I guess, accept it as a form of value. Um, What are some of the steps that you took towards really deepening that relationship with money? And for our listeners who are listening right now, who may be having some challenges with money, can you give us three steps to really cultivating a deeper relationship that's actually a beneficial relationship with money? Yeah, I think that's beautiful. That's great. Three steps done. So if I were to give you what I think are the three most important steps on healing this relationship is, um, well, this is funny. This is actually something I saw on TikTok, but I can't, I can't bring that here. So, so the first would be um, one thing that I used to do all the time. First is like getting present with it, getting present with your situation. I don't know if that means you've got to open your mail and look at your bills, open your credit card statement or look into your bank account or whatever it is, is figure out, like get into it, right? Because there's a lot of like theorizing and like, I want more and I know I don't have enough or there's these ideas. Is like, first and foremost, get present with the situation at hand. It's like grounding, Mm -hmm. right? See if especially if you're a meditator or you're into yoga, right? See if there's a way. This is kind of like the first step mixed with the second step. And I'll give you a little bit more of a, 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 a practical way that the second step can, can express itself. But see if there's a way, once you get present with what is, whether it's creating a Google spreadsheet, here is you know how much money I have in XYZ account. Here's what I need on a monthly basis in order to like survive and to get the things I want whatever it is, like, again, very pragmatic, literal. Is, is there a way to be with what is without judgment? Mm. That is not easy, maybe. Or just seeing it as it is. And I'm telling you this, like, really, because I used to feel 
that pain in my body, when I would open up a credit card statement or I'd look into my negative bank account and I would feel it in my chest, I'd feel it in my stomach, I'd cringe. And this anxiety would paralyze me to the extent that if you truly desire to create an abundant life, this the true abundance stems from peace of mind mm. first. So we cannot build on shaky ground. So can I just get present with what is? Because first of all, you may even realize, oh, maybe things are a little bit better than I thought. Or, okay, deep breath, right? So that's the first step is it is what it is. It's kind of like you're laying the foundation, the ground, so that new things can grow. The second is, um, well, for me, the example I was going to give was, because it was such a strong reaction I would have to looking at whatever my accounts were, this and that, a lot of these preconceived judgments, um, I started to um, open it up and practice that as my meditation. I would open it up, do some deep breathing, like offer some gratitude for what I do have. I know that's like, again, it sounds good. Try it. (laughs) Try to really look at those numbers and be grateful for what you do have, even if it's a negative number, right? That's really important. Um, So I started to choose to get excited about what is, if that makes sense, or choose to accept what is and choose to initiate a relationship that was a little bit more gentle. Because if I want to like take ownership of my life or create a life of abundance, I have to, I, I, there, there needs to be um, a fluid relationship mm-hmm. right there. Um, and the third I'd say is um, moving, being okay with like moving money. So I'm just going to say like, I used to hoard I was so fearful of losing money or not having enough that, Mm -hmm. and I didn't trust. I didn't trust the universe. I didn't trust the banks. I didn't trust people. I didn't trust like investing in anything. I had a wad of like $30,000 that I had cultivated from when I was like a kid cash sitting in the top drawer of my parents' house. Cause mind you, I became like broke, broke, I had this wad of cash, though, that I would never touch, collecting dust, sitting in a drawer. I had to move home with my parents because I couldn't afford to live, even though I had this wad of cash. <laughs> That's how deep this hoarding was. And in yoga, we learn about aparigraha and non-hoarding. Mm-hmm. And like, it's energy. It's a source of energy. And so it was very scary for me to move to Los Angeles, to invest in all of these different courses, to start the ball rolling instead of waiting, instead of accumulating I mean, I was, I felt stuck. My body felt stuck. Everything was, it felt like it was caving in on me because I was scared that if I started to spend money, that I would lose it. So I say that conscious movement of money, conscious is important because it is like, um, it is an energy. It is a frequency that must be used because otherwise if it's stuck, it knows it's stuck and it's much harder for it to like, grow and flourish in that state. Like you would, you would pull uh, leaves of that beautiful, you know, orchid potentially in order for new ones to grow just like a tree. It's fall right now. It's October. I've been hiking every single day, even in LA, the leaves are falling down. It's not a bad thing. That's making space for new life. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, um, get present with where you're at, 
breathe into where you're at and see if you can accept that and start to cultivate that more loving relationship with this very grounding energy. This is the root chakra. And uh, third is if you are in that state of hoarding or holding on or fear, I'd say start to, to like get yourself that coconut latte, get yourself, you know, what treat yourself, that, treat yourself to something <laughs> that's truly nourishing. Because mm-hmm. if you're the other side of the coin, that's like more uh, impulsive or overdoes it, I'd say, okay, like put the brakes on consciously as a source, as a, as a form of self-love, as a form of self-care, you know, as a form of seeing this currency as something divine, as something sacred. I mean, even these days, I was just having a conversation with someone today. Um, I took some money out of, out of the bank actually when COVID started, cause I was like nervous and I have cash. I like bought a safe, just not my old hoarding thing, but just cause I was like, okay, what should I do here? Mm-hmm. Um, anything could happen. <laughs> anything could happen. So I now have some, um, sitting and, uh, I was somewhere yesterday and I was going to pay, it was cafe gratitude. I was going to go and pay for a meal. I was just taking out some food and I had some cash on me. They're like, Oh, we no longer accept cash. And like a lot of places don't accept cash. Part of it's COVID. Part of it's like just the world is becoming digital. So I started laughing. I just started laughing. And the reason that just to wrap this whole thing up is it's like, oh, this like doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, it kind of does, but it kind of doesn't. It's paper. The reason that I started this whole thing with like this TikTok thing that I saw and maybe I'll link it or whatever. I'll share it with you another time. Is this guy, I think his name is Baron something or Rob Baron something. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. And he did this little, um, like a back and forth with an alien, him as an alien and him as him. And the alien was like, oh, so tell me about this money thing. Like, what is it? It's like, oh, well, it's paper. He's like, oh, so like it means it's valuable. He's like, well, it's not, but we believe it is. He goes, oh, hmm. so everyone believes the same thing where you come from. Well, not really, but we all believe that money is, you know, this. So, you know, our beliefs about money are really important, hmm. really important. Like, what do we believe? Can you see it as sacred? You know, the tantric lineage of yoga sees everything material as sacred. And so that's been my journey is like, no, for me, escaping to the monastery, um, is the same as honoring money. You know, it's no different. It's the attachment to it and the inability to be at ease without it that causes suffering. And so I actually think the times in my life when I was feeling like I had nothing because I would actually go back to my meditation practice. I never let me, I never let that take me off course. That's why I'm still here. I just, developed a sense of trust. That's the key. Trust, I feel, you know, when we start to trust, then that's when the magic of the world starts to open up to us. And um, I totally agree with you there. And I I think that, you know, one thing that I've really recognized in your path as well is how much you've taken what you've learned and actually put it together to be able to help others thrive. And I wanted to speak a little bit more on, you know, your training with Marie Forleo. What is some of the things that you learned there and how you've now incorporated that into what you're currently offering to yoga teachers? Yeah. So um, I created an online course called Thrive and it's geared toward yoga teachers to help them really 
step into their power in a way that I think many yoga teachers, there is this burning desire when we graduate our yoga teacher training, like, oh, like, wow, like a real glimpse into what's possible, not only on a spiritual level, but how can we combine the spiritual with the material? Because for Mm -hmm. me, again, there was this big discord. So I created this course to help yoga teachers, aspiring yoga teachers, uh, people who have been teaching for a decade or more to figure out how to find their strong suits, how to, how to um, basically choose, choose to grow in a way that does not take them away from their truth, from their practice. Because I will say that I've taken a couple other courses that were very overwhelming to me because they were so far into like the business side of things that I was like, wait a second, like uh, that stresses me out. And I know that yoga teachers are, many yoga teachers, especially nowadays, are struggling. Some are thriving with the online thing, but many are struggling and they, they have been and they may not have realized it because teaching three classes a day, six or seven days a week, and if you're relying on that, you know, what if that studio closes? What if you don't have that external source of income anymore? So I'm teaching yoga teachers how to really think outside of the box and create a system for themselves. It's kind of like, you know, I've been running retreats, uh, leading teacher trainings, teaching group classes, privates, corporate. No one teaches you how to do that. How do you send a proposal? What, what do you need a waiver for? How do you figure out how much to charge on a yoga retreat? So mm-hmm. I created this course to give everybody the practical steps, the how-to, the very pragmatic business side of things, and the more empowerment and coaching side and stepping into your power, manifesting, trusting the universe, like the science of it all mixed with the or um, practical approach to building a business geared to the yoga profession because there's a lot of wellness courses out there, but we need something for us. Yeah, for the yogis. I'm yes, so grateful yes. that you created it. And, you know, with the interview that we had, it was so incredible to be able to share my story and to share, you know, more about how I came to be prolific in this yoga industry and. Also, I think that, you know, really it comes down to that, that deep sense of authenticity. And for, for me, I feel like that's kind of why I built out the Yoga Revealed podcast, because I wanted to really bring on people who are authentic in their offerings, authentic in their being, and authentic in their dedication to practice. And I think that those three things are really what help to cultivate your uniqueness in this yoga industry. And so often we forget that it's the uniqueness of our own individual shine that attracts others to really be in alignment with what we're offering. And so I wanted to, to ask you, you know, what are a few steps that you could just give to our yogis who are listening right now to help them find a deeper sense of authenticity in what they're sharing that aligns with being able to find more prolific abundance in their yoga teaching? Oh, that's such a profound question and so beautiful. And that's the word authenticity and integrity and truth are like my language. This is all we are, you know, speaking with. I'd say um, to maintain it is I'd say, trust yourself. Now, now, now people will say, well, how do I trust myself? I don't, I, I never like starting something with saying don't do, but what I really want to say is 
don't only do something because you think you should do it because mm. you see other people doing it, especially if it doesn't feel right. I'm not saying that sometimes there's um, not challenges that present themselves on the path of growing and learning, but make sure that you feel at least some sense of joy and desire to do what you are doing. If you are trying to be like someone else or compare yourself to someone else, I, that's just number one, is wipe that away. Now, you may say, well, you know, what else do I have to go by? Like, there's so many people out there that maybe I feel inspired sometimes. And I say, yes, there is a fine line between comparison, because that also, no matter what, includes self-judgment, or mm. inspiration. And my teachers were very big on this. My first yoga teachers were very big on, don't compare yourself to anyone else in the room, but do look around. Do look at everyone around you. Look on social media if you want and see what resonates, see what inspires you because there's a good chance that if you can shift from comparison to inspiration, I always say inspiration means that it's already inside of you. That which mm. inspires you is already inside of you. So think of it as like, a, um, like an ignition of sorts. Oh, wow. Like it's not because you have to be like them, but maybe there's something about their confidence or the way in which they present themselves. And it's like, you've got that. You've got that unique spark too. Start putting yourself out there. That's number two. So first is don't compare yourself. Be inspired. Do what inspires you. Surround yourself with media or people or whatever it is that inspires you. Two is put yourself out there. Like, you know, is, is try it out. Even if you're not sure, do an Instagram live. Like, I'd say have like, a, this is a, I probably never even share this. Have a topic in mind and don't plan too much about what you're going to talk about and just riff for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, like have an idea. This is honestly how I started my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel for yoga teachers to help them grow their business. And so many people would send me requests for this, for the video, for the topic of the video. And I just would go in front of the camera. I know the topic. I know my way. I'm never going to go off on too many tangents. I'll always come back. And I just spoke from my heart. And it's funny because... I've done like teleprompter stuff since then. And it's like, well, it's so much less like flowy when I'm like reading off of a script than going with the flow. People appreciate you as you are. But if you never exercise your voice or your throat, and it may not be your voice, this may be something else you want to do, right? But start taking action because the people around you, the media, whatever it is, this is your mirror. So you won't know how it's landing until you really start to activate that and take action. Then you get the feedback. So be inspired, take action, put yourself out there and, and trust your intuition. Trust your intuition, you know, like that is it. And it, you know, the mind can say, well, that's, that's crazy or that's impossible or, you know, I can't, I don't know how, trust it. Definitely. Trust your intuition, you know, because it can lead you places. Just trust itself. Trust is an interesting one to teach how to trust. It's a complete letting go of all resistance to these unexplainable phenomena, subtle energies. And I say, if you don't keep a journal already, keep a journal, write in a journal, meditate, stay in your practice, no matter what.
Because no matter what, if you are truly in your practice, everything that you do and say is going to inspire people. <laughs> yeah, because it's coming from source. You're, you're yeah. aligning to that channel. That's and I it. feel like when you're, when you're aligned to that channel, that's when the real shine comes through. You don't have to try so hard. You don't even try. You're just being. You don't even try. Exactly. So, oh, yeah. Well, that's I hope that that can land. Out. I really hope that lands for the listeners. Definitely. It's so subtle. Yeah. And I just wanted to ask you, what is your definition of yoga? <gasps> my, definition, my definition of yoga, um, the first thing that comes up for me right now, maybe it's because we were just talking about it, is truth. You know, it's truth and alignment. And I say truth and alignment um, in all senses of the word. You know, we align our bodies, we align our minds, we align our souls. An alignment with not just what my desire is, but with what the desire of existence is for me. A feeling of, um, I use the word flow, but like kind of losing yourself in a way that you're completely absorbed in what you're doing. So truth being honest with yourself being honest with others and um yeah an alignment sometimes it's an undescribable feeling that you know when you know that's the beauty of life you know when you know but you don't even really need to know how you know you just accept it as it is and that that is definitely yoga i love that truth and with and that being said truth. Oh, that, that's, that's the truth of all truths. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I just wanted to finish this up with you gifting our audience with one golden nugget, one thing that they can really utilize on their path to help them keep through when maybe they've lost their way. Gosh, one golden nugget. I'd say don't be afraid to ask for support. Um, don't be afraid to ask for support. And when I say ask for support, you can be asking a friend, you can be asking a teacher, you can be asking a family member, or you can be asking the universe. Um, I know that sounds whatever, whatever it is through meditation or prayer or ritual. But I know that for myself in the beginning of my journey, I thought I had to do everything on my own, especially because like I'm me, it's my business or my yoga or whatever it is. It's not. Everything's connected. And so if you're open to receive, if you're really in that state of um, like making a, not even an, a question, like a request, if you feel like you need support or help with anything and you're open to receive it, it will come in. It will come in. So I say, don't be afraid to ask for help. You may be surprised how many sources of support flow into your reality effortlessly. So I'd say ask questions, ask for help if you need it and be open to receive. Get ready. I love that. I love that. And I am so stoked for all the awesome Yoga Revealed family who is listening to this because you guys are now open to receive yes. this awesome offer that I have from Shana. We're going to be hooking you guys up with a very special offer. You can check it out at yogareveal.com. Um, and I'm going to be sending out an email to our email list as well. That's going to give you a special offer with Thrive, um, allowing you to tap into 
the incredible knowledge that Shana has cultivated as a means to help yogis really uplift their profession, uplift their business savvy, and most importantly, uplift their pocketbook so that we can all continue to thrive. Because essentially, you know, it's like, we have to really have a deeper relationship with how we're using value, how we're exchanging value, and most importantly, how we're sharing value with those who we love and wish to see thrive as well. So after having the opportunity to go through the program with Shana, I've been really excited about sharing it with each and every one of you. And we're going to be coming together to make a lot more magic for you all uh, to really help empower the yoga community. Because right now, more than ever, it's very important for us to come together to uplift each other during this pandemic that we're going through during this really, really sad epidemic where not just people who are getting sick, but people who are losing the livelihood of their jobs, their careers, their passions. And we want to reinvigorate that passion so that you feel confident having all the tools that you need to go out there and help people in the wellness industry, because the wellness industry is one of the few industries that's actually growing during the right now, right now, you need you guys to have all the tools and all the tactics to be able to really be on that rise as well. Because you know, the wave is here, you just got to learn how to ride the wave. (laughs) That's it. Surfing our way through. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Andrew. I really appreciate that you brought up the current climate as well, because as you mentioned, self-care wellness is like the one thing that right now is just growing. And it's, you know, our duty to keep that going, you know, for others, for yoga teachers to remind them that right now is the time to step into the light. That's the truth. And with that being said, Shana, I wanted to leave our yoga yoga revealed family (laughs) with a little bit more info as to where they can find you, anything in particular that you're really excited in sharing to this community of incredible yogis all around the world. Uh, Well, you can find me on Instagram, of course, at Shana Hiller, my name, and shanahiller.com. And if you want to check out my YouTube channel, build your personal yoga business. And yeah, if you keep following Andrew too, I'm sure you'll see more as we continue to grow and create more magic together. Hmm. Well, blessings and thank you so much for your time today. It's a blessing to have you here and a blessing to see your shine. Continue to uplift this world and may we all continue to thrive. Blessings. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast. Yoga Revealers, we truly appreciate each and every one of you. Leave us a review. Remember to subscribe. And most importantly, remember to share this episode with people who you feel really appreciate the knowledge and wisdom that was shared by Shana Hiller. In addition to that, please do take advantage of this awesome discount that we're offering to each and every one of you on the Thrive program. This is a huge benefit that you'll be able to take advantage of and to really tap into your own business accolades and amplify your streams of revenue so that you too can be an abundant yogi and live a life of freedom. That's what we're all here for. Thank you so much for tuning into the Yoga Revealed podcast. Remember to share this episode with someone who you truly love as we all uplift one another and rise above. Blessings and namaste.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.